0: episode number 186 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on fearless presentations, Doug Stanner. everybody, welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. And so on the episode this week, I'm going to give you a few tips to help you deliver hybrid presentations. And just when we thought the pandemic was winding down and we're all looking forward to getting entire groups back together for meetings again, now we have a new challenge, uh, especially with the vaccine mandates that are being kind of implemented in, in different cities around the world. Um, as a result, we're kind of starting to see a new higher percentage of groups that are being split into two. You know, some people um, in, in may be in the same room actually meeting while others are attending the meeting virtually. Uh, now, we, we've been dealing with stuff like that since the beginning of the pandemic. But um, I, I think at this point, one of the things that is happening is we're starting to see that more and more often. So this week, I'm going to give you a few of my, my best tips. Five of my best tips for delivering these hybrid types of presentations where you got some people that are virtual and some people that are in person. Uh, By the way, make sure and subscribe to the podcast um, so that you never miss a session. And also make sure and leave me a comment wherever you download the show. uh, And and that really helps a lot. I really appreciate that, by the way. Uh, We have recently posted all of our 2022 public speaking classes. It's on our website at fearlesspresentation.com com. We still have a few classes left in 2021. Um, we've got a class in Chicago that still has a couple of seats left. It's, it's less than two weeks away. So by the time that this podcast gets, gets um, released, um, there'll be maybe nine days or so before that class. So if you're interested in going to the Chicago class, like I said, there still are a couple of seats, but you'll need to register right away. Also, before the end of the year in December, we have classes in Phoenix, Charlotte, Tampa, and Las Vegas. Those are the last ones that we have in 2021. Uh, Then in January, we're going back to our regular schedule in in each of the cities. So for tickets or for information about the sessions, just go to our website at fearlesspresentations.com. All right, so let's get on with today's session. So the title of the episode today is about hybrid presentation tips. We're going to show you how to present in person, especially when you have virtual attendees that are also attending. Um, the, the By the way, the, what we're gonna talk about here is I'm gonna give you my five top presentation tips for hybrid meetings. Um, so if if you are in a position where you're meeting in person and uh, and some of those people that will be watching you or listening to you or participating in the meeting are virtual, then these tips can really, really help. Well, in the last couple of weeks, I've had a number of interesting things, odd things happen in my in person meetings and, and training sessions. These are a lot of these are going to be sessions or were sessions that um, a, an outside company hired me to come in and do for, for their folks. Um, and just interesting things that you wouldn't anticipate kind of happened in some of these. Uh, the first one occurred when a big client called me. The day before I was going to be presenting, so I was, uh, it was actually here in the state of Texas and I was going to be driving to the event. So it wasn't really that big of a deal, but she called me up and asked me for a favor. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting because I'm going to, I'll be seeing you in just a few hours. Right. And she was wondering if I would mind allowing a single individual that got sick, that one of the participants that were, that was going to be in the session, he got sick. And she was wondering if we, if I would mind having him go through the training session virtually. And by the way, I, I really—it doesn't really make that much difference whether somebody's in person or virtual because I can, I'm pretty good at delivering both. You know, that's one of the things that that has um, kind of made us do really well, especially during the pandemic. But um, and and I am all about making the customer happy. But my initial reaction was this was the day before the, the meeting. And I'm like, if he's ill, why are you trying to make him attend the meeting in the first place? You know, it just seemed like an odd request. It seemed very challenging. And after thinking over for a second, she recommended just sending him the handouts and and not making a big deal out of it. Cause I mean, really, if he's sick, he's not going to be paying attention extremely well. And we don't want to force him to do something that's, that's uncomfortable. Um, but it did get me thinking, though, because it, it was it was strange because prior to the pandemic, we wouldn't have gotten a request like that. But now I think a lot of people are kind of gun shy. They want to make sure they're when we're putting meetings together, we want to make sure that we are um uh making it easy for every person on our team, and so we're kind of going well beyond what we would typically do to make sure that, that every single person has access to the meeting. And, um, you know, a year ago, by the way, when companies were opening back up, some of the team members were in the office while others were remote. That was kind of normal, especially August, September, October, November of 2020. So as a result, we began to alter the way that we led meetings. You know, for instance, in, in our office here at the Leaders Institute, um, half of our team was remote and the other half came into the office every day. However, to include the entire team, each of us who were here in the office would close our door and, 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 uh, and we'd all enter a, a virtual meeting with the with the when we had team meetings, you know, when we every week when we get together or sometimes a couple of times a week when we were, when we were touching base with the entire team, instead of forcing everybody that was at home to come into the office and and go to a meeting every week, we just, it was just easier and and better for everybody uh, just to kind of do it virtually. So those of us who were here in person didn't try to force the people who were who were um out of the office to to come in. We just did the meeting virtually. It was really easy. Um, and, and it looks like we've kind of come full circle now because that I mean we just we at the, here at the at our office, you know, we kind of stopped doing that you know 7 months ago maybe there was a time when covid kind of spiked up where um you know there was a, a little bit more danger where we kind of all stayed home for a couple of weeks until the numbers came down but for the most part we've been kind of meeting in the office for uh, as a, as a team for the last you know 6 or 7 months anyway but uh, it looks like we've kind of come full circle because now we're starting to see that same type of thing happening over and over again, especially with the vaccine only offices that have kind of emerged in different cities. Um, We're we're starting to get that when, um, because we are asked to come on site as guests of a lot of our clients. And there are a few of our clients who are requiring us to send only a vaccinated um, instructor to go. And, you know, we've got a, a good variety of those. So, and a lot of our vaccinated instructors are some of our better instructors too. So not really a big deal for us, but we're starting to see that happen it happen more and more in the in the industry. Um, so most of these employers, by the way, they're not mandating vaccines. You, you will see that in some of the bigger cities like New York and, and that kind of thing where they're they're mandating that all of their employees have vaccines. But like here in Texas, for instance, they're not really mandating that every single person that works for the company have a vaccine, but they are mandating that only vaccinated people can come into the office workspace which is an interesting new twist that has occurred in the, really in the last couple of weeks here in, here in Texas. The non-vaccinated team members still work for the company, but they have the option to work remotely. Um, so uh, now we're starting to see more organizers scheduling more hybrid meetings. And, and those are in-person meetings with, with you know a few remote participants. Most everybody is in person a few people are are still uh, attending remotely. Um, so what I wanted to do was spend this session just kind of covering some of the best practices for those hybrid types of meetings. Um, but before I get into the tips, though, let me kind of set a few ground rules for delivering presentations in, in the new hybrid world that we live in. The first thing that you want to consider is what is the best way for the majority of the audience, the the majority of the participants to to actually meet. Often when the event manager is scheduling these meetings, they want to schedule an in-person event. Most of the time it's happening, at least what we're seeing is we're seeing people schedule those in-person meetings because they've gotten so much resistance to the, the virtual meeting. We've done so many of those over the last year and a half. That um, you know, really, there there is that thing that they call Zoom fatigue, where people are tired of going to to the virtual meetings, and so they're saying, "No, we just got to get everybody together." You know, we really need to build that teamwork. And the big challenge with that, though, is sometimes when when you kind of force a, a group of people to meet in person, the the folks who are being excluded, you know, it, it can actually have a a detrimental effect on the the team culture we're starting to see that quite often on the other side of our company the leaders institute where we're doing our team building events and people are wanting to do some hybrid so so just keep that in mind when when you mix a remote audience in with an in person group of audience members there's always a chance that both groups can actually suffer for instance let's say that you're you're that you work in a in a um Company that has a really high level, high level of competition in your corporate culture, you know, it could be a sales organization or someplace where department heads are really competitive or something like that. Well, your online audience, the folks that are attending online, they may feel that the team members who have that face-to-face experience have an advantage over them, right? Um, Or, you know, uh, on on the other side, the in-person participants may resent the virtual team members being able to turn off their microphones and cameras or, I can't do that. I'm sitting right here in the room. I'm I'm here in the room, so I can't do that. So just realize that when you schedule one of these hybrid events, that you will experience challenges that you probably didn't anticipate. So basically, the tips I'm going to give you here in this episode will kind of help you improve those hybrid meetings so some of those negative consequences don't, don't occur. So let's start with the very first one. You want to encourage all the participants to use the same meeting room type if at all possible right so basically instead of having a group of people meet in person and another group of people meeting virtually that creates some really big challenges to the to the meeting so if at all possible it's it you might do like what we did here at the leaders institute and just have everybody meet virtually that way everybody's on the, on the same playing field so to speak so so virtual audiences, they have different needs than in-person groups. And when you combine the, the two in the same meeting, you really increase the difficulty dramatically. It, it doesn't mean that you can't do it, by the way. In fact, the remaining tips that I'm going to give you um, will, will help. Uh, but just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, I, I'll give you a good example of this. A client recently asked us to create a, a custom workshop. About communication skills for different generations, which was really fun, by the way. It's really cool, custom workshop to create for them. Half of the group worked remotely, and the other half would come into the office at least a few days a week. Uh, they st- At that time, they still weren't on a schedule where every single person came into the, or, or a group of people anyway, came in a way, came into the office every single day. But quite a few of them had been coming into the office. So originally, the client asked me to design this this workshop for virtual delivery, for virtual participants. But However, because the topic was about communication skills and how to communicate more effectively, He later decided to invite the whole group into the office, even if they were even if they were remote to um, to attend the session. So some of the people in the room started working for the company, by the way, during the pandemic. So they had never some of these people had never met any of the other participants in person before they'd seen them on Zoom calls. Or or Microsoft Teams is what they use there at that office, but they hadn't um, hadn't really met people face to face. A lot of the people, or any of the people, really that they worked with face to face, and some of them had been working for the company for a year, a year and a half. And um, so basically, what this session did, having everybody invited, inviting everybody to do the in person session, it did a couple of different things for them. It, they got the training, which is what they what they set out to do, but it also created kind of a, a pseudo team building activity to allow the group to get to know each other better as well. So most often, though, the easiest solution for different audiences is if you have got some people in person and some people virtual, it's just to make the entire meeting virtual. And I know when we say that, people go, oh, God, not another virtual meeting. Oh, man, we've done so many of those. Oh. But sometimes it might be more effective. You might get better results just by doing by, by scheduling the meetings that way. And one of the things that I'm starting to see now is when I make that suggestion, sometimes to meeting organiz- or organizers, they will kind of resist the idea because of what we talked about before—that Zoom fatigue. They'll they'll say things to me like, "My team is tired of remote meetings," um, but forcing a hybrid approach too early can actually can be a big mistake so you want to be careful. Virtual event platforms like Zoom and Teams, they can help you, you know, keep your online attendees engaged if you use them properly, which is one of the things that we'll talk about a little later. But be patient. You know, eventually your entire team will be back in the office, you know, so this you may on my suggestion would be to save the in-person meetings until that time. So tip number two is a cheap, easy, and really professional way to lead a hybrid meeting on a budget. So this is a way to plan a very successful hybrid meeting without having to spend, in a lot of cases, any money whatsoever. Uh, It's really easy, and you probably already have all of the technology that you need because all you really have to do is just put your smartphone on a stand and place it on the table in front of one of the, an empty participant's chair. So let's say you got 10, seats around a, a conference room table. Well, fill up nine of the seats, and then the 10th one just put the smartphones on a stand pointing toward the front of the room where the where the presenter is. It makes it really, really easy. The The phone basically becomes a stand-in for the actual person or, or people, depending on how many folks that you have attending virtually. And then all you really have to do at that point is just switch the audio to speaker mode, so that everybody who is listening virtually or watching virtually can hear the conversations around the table. And you'll be able to hear if they ask a question as well as the as the presenter. So if your virtual participants find it hard to hear using the, the speaker mode, basically you can just move the phone a little closer to the presenter or alternatively, one of the things that I've done in the past is is I, I, I have AirPods that I use quite often, especially on planes and that kind of thing. Um, and I just put one of those AirPod earpieces in, in my ear instead of both. And you can basically it works as a microphone for the, the virtual delegates. They, they, they have great sound at that point. The biggest drawback to using that technique, if you have to, if the sound is, is a big challenge, is that the, the presenter, the person who's speaking, the person who's wearing the, the Air, AirPod's Will be the only person in the entire presentation in the meeting room, anyway, who can hear the virtual participants. So, if the if the phone speaker works, you probably want to use it. Uh, so, basically, as you present, as you're up in front of the group and you present, you'll most likely move your eyes around from person to person. A lot of us do that. To you know, we make eye contact with the people that are in our in our live audience. Well, the phone just becomes another short stop. As you make that eye contact and it, it cre- it's a really easy way to create a hybrid presentation without having to spend a lot of money and it actually works pretty well in, in most cases. So, tip number three is: if you uh, have the ability to do this, you want to hire a professional audio/video crew to create the absolute perfect hybrid presentation. You know, many companies that hire us to deliver these hybrid presentations they've got fantastic digital components. So, you know, for instance, they're going to have big screens and incredibly great audio. You know, because a lot of these are big companies, they've invested a lot of. Of um, of resources to create these fantastic training rooms that have uh, that have um, the virtual platforms like Zoom and 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 Teams built into them and that kind of thing. So if you have that, by all means, you want to use it. But if you don't, if you're one of these companies that, or if you're a sole proprietorship or not sole proprietorship, but if you're if you're a small business that. Um, you know, where it might be a little bit more difficult to make those huge investments, then in that situation, it, this might be a good time to invest in some into some professional help. As much as we would all like to just someday return back to quote unquote normal, the evidence shows that that's not very likely at this point. Virtual meetings and hybrid presentations, they are they're here to stay. Um, for in my own situation at at my company, just before COVID hit, um, we created a studio for recording our podcasts and our videos, like our YouTube videos and that kind of thing. And we, of course, we have a, a professional person on staff. That's all he does is he does the audio and video and stuff like that for us. So luckily we had that professional help. So when, when, COVID hit. It was a godsend you know, when the pandemic hit because we were able to adapt much more quickly and much more easily to a virtual world than a lot of small businesses were able to. And so if you haven't yet invested in professional help, you'll, you'll never find a better time than right now because a good audio person can make you sound great and a good video person can make you look fantastic online. So and they can also help you create that, that perfect virtual environment as well with for the hybrid program. So this will be very helpful to when you host just regular Zoom meetings and also for the, the hybrid presentations as well. So tip number four and five are the tips that most of you were probably interested in when you kind of saw the title of this session and said, oh, wow, he's going to give me some tips on how to deliver these presentations, these hybrid presentations much better. Um, this number four is, is that you want to divide the in-person team into groups and then at the same time use breakout rooms and Zoom. If you do those two things you'll make your your hybrid presentations much more interactive and you'll be able to get feedback from pretty much everybody that's that's attending your meeting. So a great way to do this is is to is, it's just a great way to make it make your meeting more interactive is to is to use these Zoom breakout rooms. Um, they can help a lot. One of my favorite techniques, by the way, it's a technique that I learned very early in my career. Uh, the person who taught it to me called it the think, write, share technique and basically as you present you just ask a question of your audience that that has multiple answers where they have to really kind of think about their their answers so after you ask the question of the audience ask them to think about the answer to the question then have the group kind of write down what they what they thought about and then finally divide them into small groups and then they can share what they came up with 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 the rest of the people in their small group. So this technique, it's really quick, it's really easy. Uh, and, and in person, you know, if you're in a meeting room, you can easily divide up people in your meeting room by table or, you know, or, or put them into groups of three or four or something like that. With a little help, you can also do the same thing online with the virtual meetings. Um, you may need an assistant to kind of help you because it can be a little a little challenging when you're up in front of a room to kind of go to a laptop and and try to create breakout rooms. But, but one of the things that I would suggest that you do is is just get an, an assistant or somebody that's actually on the, the meeting with you and then make that person your co-host. co-host. So the person who is um, attending virtually, you make that person a co-host and then that person can invite people into the breakout rooms and, and even lead the breakout set room sessions virtually if, if you need to. After a few minutes, after, after you've had a chance to kind of hear around the, the in-person group, what people are discussing and make sure that they've come up with some some really good stuff you just basically bring everybody back together and ask them ask somebody from each group to report on what their team talked about it's very easy to create a similar experience for both The people in the room, and then also the virtual attendees as well by using this particular technique. Uh, By the way, for details about how to use audience participation effectively, um, you can go to fearlesspresentations.com and just do a search for effective audience. Participation in meetings, uh, but I'll I'll link to that in the show notes. I'll, I'll put a link to that specific blog post in the show notes uh, that where it gives you a few tips on how to use things other than just think right share to do this. Uh, but it, it can be very very effective. So the last tip is that you want to create a a similar experience for both the in person folks and the virtual audience, but it's most likely going to be. Different. It can be similar. It doesn't have to be exact. You don't have to have both groups do the exact same thing because some things don't work as well virtually and some things don't work as well in person. So it, you can do things that are similar with each group and still get a, a pretty good result. I think one of the traps that we fall into is that we think that in order to have a successful hybrid event, that doesn't necessarily mean that this, that you're gonna get the same experience for both groups. You know, you, things that you can do in a meeting room sometimes just don't transfer over well online and vice versa. So with a little creativity though, you can improve the meeting for both groups. Uh, I'll give you a really good example of this. Last month, I taught a virtual team building activity for a company called ServiceNow. So these participants, by the way, were, were logging in. They were attending the, the Zoom call from all over the world. I and mean, we had folks in Australia and in Europe and Asia and, and a bunch of people here in the United States. So the goal was to create kind of a shared experience um, for, for the group, but they also wanted to do something that would benefit a charity as well. So it was a, so what we did was we sent each one of the participants a kit that contained a stuffed animal in it's going to sound weird, but in pieces, right? So yeah, the, the, it would be kind of like the um, the stuffed animal skins and and things like that that you see at the 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 um, store in the mall where you get to build your own bear and that kind of thing. So it was that kind of thing, but we send, send it to them in a box, and each person's box said on the outside, you know, do not open until, and then we put the date of the event on it. So, um, it, and w- what we did virtually when everybody came on to the the meeting is we divided the, we divided the teams into groups who work together to solve, challenges um that were virtual so basically they were playing games together and once they worked together and came up with a solution you know that they, they would be able to go to the next challenge and that kind of thing and every time they accomplished one of these tasks they were they were acquiring the what they needed to build the the stuffed animal so it wasn't until they finished the last task that they were given the instructions okay open up the box and and um and you can start building your your stuffed animal so um, the, by the way, what we did to make this virtual was we in, included in that box was a shipping label that was addressed to a local children's charity so that they could donate that stuffed animal to, um, it was a, we, we donated them to an organization in Florida called the Child Rescue Coalition that helps kids that have been involved in human trafficking and that kind of thing. So a really worthy kind of cause that was being benefited by this fun activity that they were doing. Well, the event went so well that one of the leaders, this was an entirely virtual meeting, by the way, not a hybrid, right? So it was an entirely virtual meeting. But one of the leaders that was in that group called us up a couple of weeks later and said, hey, can you do this for my team in Sacramento? And so we, of course, we, we schedule it. Uh, we've got the instructor, you know, got his flight out to go to Sacramento. So a couple of days after we scheduled the meeting, he found out that about 10 of his team members we're going to have to log in remotely, so they were going to have to do virtual. So this was one of the. I mean, obviously, we for for the last year or so, we've been doing team building activities like this virtually. We've also done quite a few hybrids, and so this was one that that kind of worked really well to to do a hybrid with because we already had a virtual activity that the the teams that were logging in through Zoom could do. But we've also got the in-person activities. Those two, they're similar, but they're a little different. The people that were in the room that are in the room together, they've got different activities than what the folks would have on the on the virtual meeting. So like I said, it's it's different but very similar so that you get end up with a similar outcome for each one of those. So basically um one group you know, would, would play games that are geared toward you know, the face-to-face meeting. The other group would play virtual games. So basically, at the end of the meeting, we have the, the leader of the in-person meeting, our facilitator, basically just logs in on his cell phone to the Zoom call that the other team has been participating in for the last you know, hour, hour and a half or so. And basically, that way, the entire group can participate in the conclusion of the event. So it's it's a really fun, easy kind of adaptation that we made to both the in-person activity and the virtual activity to blend them together, so that we get um, a very similar result for for each one of those. So, so I would suggest that you kind of do the same thing. Don't try to make your hybrid meetings identical. Don't don't try to get the people that are logging in virtually to have the same exact activities the same exact things that the people in person are doing because sometimes those things just don't transfer over do something similar that's going to get you a similar result and both teams will have a much better result so hey by the way if you need additional help with um, hybrid presentation tips um, one of the cool things that we have is that we have folks here on staff at the at Fearless Presentations. That um, all they do is just take inbound Zoom calls from folks that have challenges and kind of help them out. Um, It's free, by the way. All you really have to do is just go to fearlesspresentations.com, log into the the free Zoom call, and if you if you go to the the show notes, the show notes will kind of give you a link where you can kind of you can click the link and schedule a, a free consultation call with any of these folks. They're all professional instructors. They basically they're professional speakers. That's all they do for a living is just uh, speak to groups and they love kind of helping helping folks um, get over challenges that are that are going on. And especially in this kind of world that we're living in now, when we got so many new things that are creating challenges for us, um, they're, they're more than happy to kind of help you. So just go to fearlesspresentations.com, look for the, the free uh, consultation and uh, they can help you there. All right, so thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. Bye y'all, we'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.